Welcome in everybody to Fantasy Pros MLB. This is Leading Off Live, brought to you by Prize Picks. Make sure you sign up today for Prize Picks and use that promo code Leading Off when you do. It's me, Joey Page, Opie Zapia. That, of course, is the Welsh. And it's you, my people, the Peanuts, the Cracker Jacks. I see people getting caught up on yesterday's show. People thought, oh, mm-hmm. it's a Thursday, it's a light slate, and eh, maybe I'll skip Leading Off. Well, you shouldn't yep. have, because you might have missed the show of the year. If you missed it, you go back and watch, especially around that you can even oh, jump whoops, to that you just got deleted. Oh, whoops, Joe just got deleted. I'm just happy to see you here today uh, after yesterday. That's all. It's good to see you. I, all. I'm going to point back out, though, that of all the people that were okay, it was actually me. It's all you that should <laughs> be kicked out. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yes, you, the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks are the, are the naughty ones. You're naughty. Welsh you. just made a common, easy mistake in his brain. That's it. <laughs> and it, you, the rest of you, Mine's in the gutter. Mine's in the gutter. But anyway, let's talk a little baseball because we got a lot to get to here on the program today, as we always do. Uh, and let's start at the top here because Nathan Eovaldi, Welsh, what an incredible run this guy's been on. He was our number one trade target a few weeks ago, and he just continues to pile it on. 11, 11 strikeouts, eight and two-thirds scoreless innings. If you look right now, I was just peeping the uh, MLB ERA leaders, and I'm sure – this is the grouping that you had going into the season as we look into mid-May here. Uh, this is the grouping of people who have sub-two ERAs. You ready for this? Sonny Gray with a 135. I'm sure we all yep. have that. Eduardo Rodriguez, 157. Sure, we all have that. Alex Cobb, who we're going to talk about in a second. And uh, Bryce Elder at 1.74. Also, Shane McClanahan, Justin Steele. And then if you look a little bit past there, Nathan Ivaldi at 2.70. But if you throw out those first couple rocky starts where things just really bad luck, he will be right there in this mix. And this is why it's so important, Welsh, when you, you know, deep stats sometimes get a little confusing and overwhelming. But when you see a guy whose ERA is high and you see that FIP and that XFIP and that XERA are all significantly lower, you buy, buy, yeah. buy. It, it actually really hurts me because um, I, we didn't like go through all the names, but when you had me give an example for our betting pros video out there of ladder betting, I promise you I looked at Nate Eovaldi because he can get strikeouts in there, but I just decided Darvish made a little bit more sense. By the way, it didn't hit on the ladder, but it did hit the first two legs, which is like the most important of it. But Eovaldi would have been like a prime example of that. His K percentage is the highest of his career by like a decent margin too. Only one time has he ever had it over 26%. He's at 27%. He's paired that with the lowest walk percentage of his career. His expected and actual ERA are in the same general area. He's giving up the lowest barrels of his career. I mean... There's something to be said about this team context and what's going on with the Texas Rangers. He is a total secret little ace sitting back there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a big benefit. We we did talk about him like uh, at least over the last month and a month ago. So yeah. you know, I tried like hell. Welsh, I tried like hell to get him. I could not pry him away after the first like two leagues. I was trying so hard. I threw out like you know, real good trade offers too. I thought. Riavaldi, but both of those people, they must watch the show. That can only, and they're sitting at the top right now, the Texas Rangers. They are 23 and 14. They're ahead of the Houston <laughs> Astros, ahead of the Angels, ahead of Seattle. And of course, everyone's ahead of Oakland because that's just, uh, well, that's Oakland. But uh, an incredible, um, incredible run here to open up the season for Nathan Ivaldi. There's no doubt about that. Alex Cobb has been pretty amazing too. We could talk about pretty him good. for a second. Uh, not too shabby as well. Uh, Cobb seven and a third shot of things. His ERA is at 170. He's in that group. Also, let's talk a little bit about Mason Miller, 
on the 15-day injured list. Uh, he's oh, he did go on the IL. Uh, now we don't know how long he's going to be out because we heard that the MRI was clear. But obviously, as I told you yesterday, he still got pain. So we're looking for that timetable. They say, oh, relatively soon. But I'm not listening to that relatively soon nonsense. I'm thinking, once again, if you've got a prime pitching prospect and a team that's going nowhere, there's absolutely no reason to rush this kid. I would be surprised if we saw him in May. I think you're looking more like mid to late June. What are your thoughts on Mason Miller's potential return now that he's officially on the IL? I think it's June, but I don't think it's late June. Uh, I think like a month could be the territory of this whole thing. So I would be looking at mid-May. But again, this is what I said before. You got an IL, you're great. You're only in a tricky spot if you're in these no IL league. If you're in like an NFBC league mm -hmm. that you have to sit, you're probably going to have to sit a month. And he is worth doing that. He is worth sitting for the month because... I want to say that there's only like a finite amount of these guys, but what is buried and I put on the sheet, but let's just talk about it now, Joe, because it is as big of it's bigger piece of news than anything we're talking about. It is Yuri Perez day. And yes. this is really one of the biggest things out here. So when you want to talk about prospect pitching, the amount of fab and the amount of the cost of what Yuri is going to come out from this weekend, especially this matchup, this matchup is killer. It's going to be in the same lines of what happened with Mason Miller, and you're not going to want to just give up. So Mason Miller, I think it's about a month. I think he'll be okay. I think this will actually line him up as long as a recovery comes okay to being able to kind of finish out the year because he wasn't going to be able to put a whole bunch of innings in. So I think you can hold tight. But Joe Pizapia, this is Yuri Perez Day, man. This is it Yuri. is. What are we it's doing? It's Yuri Day. I mean, look, I, look, I, I wanted to give the flowers to the Evaldis and the Cobbs, because they those guys don't get enough attention. Now, we talk about Gallon and Strider and, you know, Garrett Cole and all the usual suspects when it comes to pitching, but there's been some guys getting it done, and we continue to, you know, take our shots at the White Sox guys and take our shots at, you know, Jacob deGrom and all these other pitchers that are constantly either injured or disappointing. So I wanted to I wanted to give some love okay, to Yeah, well, you're, you're a great wingman. I'll take the, the bell am. of the ball, and you take the bell <laughs> thank of the you ball. for picking all up right. the rest. Well, let's see if Yuri Perez puts out today. That's what we're going to see today. So <laughs> six days right. so far that he uh, is pitched in the minor leagues, again, at double-A. So he's making the jump from double-A to triple-A. Yeah. 31 innings, 2.32 ERA, 42 strikeouts in 31 innings, just nine walks at .81 whip for Yuri Perez. So it's a very exciting time to be alive for Perez. It's going to be fascinating to see what it looks like as we – you know, on the weekend, especially he's facing the Reds, which means there's a good chance that starts yeah. going to look pretty good. He's at home. A lot of positive things trending in his direction. You're going to see where he's going to come up later on the show in the betting stuff, too, because he's got a line of four and a half strikeouts of the over today. So I'm all over that piece. Also, before we get to the injuries, Welsh, because that's obviously there's a lot of them today and a lot of injury notes as we head to the weekend rehab assignments, all this stuff. Um, a fan of the show, friend of the show. Uh, Chris Evans, who uh, listens to the show all the time, loves the show, uh, can't get enough of Joey P in the Welsh. Uh, yeah, that not, not that Chris Evans. It's a different Chris Evans, uh, but not oh. a lesser Chris Evans, mind you. But uh, Chris had a homework assignment, and he had to interview somebody in the media, and he chose me, this idiot. And guess what? There it is. Good Friday, all. Here's from Chris. Just wanted to let you know I got my grades back earlier this week and got 100 on my informative interview. He's a communications major, I believe. Uh, finished with an A in the class, naturally. So congratulations, Chris. This is us giving back to the youth of America, I feel like. Uh, but very cool here. So I took some time out with Chris. We did some discussions about, you know, working in broadcasting and media stuff and, and book writing and all these fun things. And it was a really good time. So congrats to Chris. And uh, if anybody else has a homework assignment, Welsh is free this weekend that they can help. You out. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got, you got, you got a biochem for Welsh. 
get over his way. Hey, you know what? If anyone else has got any other homework, you got any other, just let me know. I'll give you Joe's number. Just I'll pull out the phone right here. I'll give you Joe's phone number. I'll let you call him. Next yeah, week. give me a call. It'll be fun. Uh, here's a fun one from, uh, let's see, from Renegade Envy. Rest of season, Vinny Pasquantino, what do you guys think? Where would you rate him? This is from mm. uh, Renegade Envy. I, is this- I'm getting a lot of Pasquantino. Look, why is everybody, he's been good. Like, what are we worried about here? I don't understand. I, I like the rate. Uh, do you remember that um, that website, Hot or Not, that was like way <laughs> yeah, back in yeah, the day yeah, where sure, like, yeah. you put a photo up and, uh-huh. you know, you'd masochistic, put your photo up and then, yeah. you know, people just tear you apart. I feel like that's what he's asking because I don't know what the rate would be here. But I mean, I'd probably give Vinny like a, he's like a five on the hot or not scale, Joe, I think. He's right in the middle for you? I mean, look, if you look at the numbers, they're not bad. I mean... Oh, well, we're obviously, uh, we were just talking about hot or not. He's not very hot oh. right now. I mean, he's not very hot not right, right now. now. He hasn't but gotten... Go ahead. He's a, look, he's, I would say a mid... He's a good friend, fantasy first mid. Not great, but good. He's mid, not... Well, who did we say that was mid yesterday? <laughs> who did I say? I can't remember now. Oh, oh, Alex Bregman. Maybe he's not quite... I, I guess he's in that same tier, I guess, after all. You start looking at the numbers, they're closer than you think. But he has uh, been fine. He has been fine. fine. Seven homers, his yeah. averages uh, tick back up into the 290s. He's going to have pro- those ebbs and flows. The problem, though, and this was the thing we knew in the season, and, and I got stuff wrong on the inverse. Like, I wasn't, like, crazy about Vinny, and I like Jose Abreu. That didn't yeah, look good. Yeah, that has not worked but out. Those run in RBI numbers are never going to look good for Vinny. There's just not enough base runners and not enough guys in scoring positions. So Vinny's going to be one of those guys that's going to hit 30 homers, good batting average, but he's going to have like 80 run, 80 RBI. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what we're talking players, about here. He's fine. He's totally he's fine. fine for a I think he's frustrating in head-to-head because you're going to have some downturns. Yeah. But in season-long roto, just set it and forget it. Uh, here's one from Michael C. Speaking of hot or not, what would you all do with Jose Abreu and Teoscar Hernandez? I'm holding Teoscar, but I'm looking elsewhere for Jose Abreu. That's more yeah. concerning to me. I'm worried yeah, he's going to start losing at bats. still hot. Abreu not. Go. There you go. There you go. You, this, you can't get advice like that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about injuries here. Jose Altuve will begin his minor league, minor league rehab assignment today at AAA, so that's very exciting. Uh, the Dodgers activated J.D. Martinez, which is probably less exciting. So uh, if someone dropped him, you could speculate, but I'm not holding out uh, my breath at all. Wander mm-hmm. Franco uh, yesterday had some neck issues. He says he's going to play today, so just keep an eye out in those daily transaction leagues and daily lineup leagues. TJ Friedel is going to undergo an MRI after being removed from Thursday's game uh, with side soreness. So, so uh, Welsh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. does this start to open up Mr. Christian Encarnacion? You know that Jack Nicholson plan? meme? That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yes. 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 The, uh, here's what you do. Right? Here, I mean, hands together. Here's what you do, Cincinnati. It's super easy. You take Nick Senzel. <laughs> And you put him in the outfield. He can replace mm-hmm. TJ Friedel. Then what you do is you bring up Christian Encarnacion Strand and you put him over at third base. But then what you do, play, you move to steer to first. Yeah, Steer's been playing first. He's been playing more majority first. That's true. He has uh, been playing more. Really then what you do is you phantom ghost injury whoever you think you're playing at shortstop and you bring up Ellie De La Cruz. And then oh, what, you, or what you do, you've gone full tinfoil helmet on me here. And then what you do wow. is you get Nancy Kerrigan to come in here and why, why? And then you bring no, it's not Nancy McClane. Kerrigan doesn't do it. Tanya Harding does it. Tanya Harding, whatever. You, you welched it again. You definitely, yeah. you welched well, it. Whichever one. Sorry, I didn't get my early that, 90s, There's an alternate uh, universe where Nancy Kerrigan took a pipe to, uh, to Tanya Harding. Be a good episode be, of What If. That would be a great episode of What If. What yeah. if Nancy Kerrigan was like, I don't like that story of the trailer park girl who's going to win the hearts and minds of America. I'm going to take her out. 
You know what I like too is Tanya Harding. Like after all of that and all that fame, the negative fame mm. and stuff, she went like full trailer park after she did every trailer park thing you can do. Oh, celebrity boxing. Uh, I and, remember she and did beyond. Yeah, and beyond. And, and beyond. beyond. That's a <laughs> great movie. Did you see the movie by the way? Uh, what I Tanya? Oh, uh, I love what's what's her name that uh, plays the role. I'll never forget what's her name. Uh, I'll never forget. <laughs> uh, you can't. You know uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> I know. I want to see if you can name her. I can't. No, you can't. You you don't know the name either. Joe's deflecting. Of course I know the name. I want to see if you can. I don't you can know. Access. I can't think of her name right now. Come on, Welsh. She's a I very can't. famous actress. No, I know. It, it's it's not there. It's not, I'm not going to try. I my, Thank you, Marco Robbie. Thank you. <laughs> no, With, don't, what happened? Don't help him out, yesterday? Chad. I'm not saying Jack. I'm not saying That's anything. Uh, yes, Margo Robbie's in it. Sebastian Stan is in it. It's it's tremendous. Really, really well done. Well written, directed movie too. If you haven't seen it. Check it out. There you go. There's your movie on the weekend. On uh, here's some other stuff. So after all that, I love your conspiracy theory about the Reds, too. Uh, look, now's the time. Even in redraft leagues, I'd be adding Ellie De La Cruz now. Just why? Why not? Like, add him for a buck, stick him on the bench, see what happens Ellie's, in the next six weeks. Ellie's on another level right now. And it, ultimately, CES is going to play first for this team. This is what mm -hmm. he did in spring when I saw him. Ellie's been playing third base in AAA. He'll be the third baseman, and Matt McClain will be the shortstop. That will be the setup. But... Uh, mm -hmm. CES could play third right now. I guess it also leaves an opportunity if the team really wanted to say, screw it. And they wanted Ellie to be that third baseman. They could just bring up Ellie and he could beat CES. Either way, the TJ Friedel stuff opens up an opportunity for them to finally let loose one of, yeah. I mean, that might be the hottest triple a team in baseball right now with the amount of prospects that are ready right. to come to the majors. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, uh, let's continue on here. Some fantastic things in the chat, by the way. Uh, by the way, Margot Robbie, hell of an actress, too. I just want to say. She's like, I mean, that's Mar the whole I mean, that's part of the whole package. She's a great actress, too. No, but she is. She was really, I mean, Wolf of Wall Street's a crazy movie. She was very good in that. I'm trying to think of some other things I've seen her. But I, Tanya, is tremendous. Like, you know, she's better than just the Harley Quinn stuff that she's done. Rumored to be uh, up for Sue Storm. Oh, really? Is that mm -hmm. the, you want that Fantastic Four, right? Fantastic Four, yeah. yes. Oh, all about that. There you go. Carlos Rodon. He could use a, a little fantastic four action there. Maybe we can, uh, whatever, whatever the uh, stretchy guy had, maybe we can get that for Carlos Rodon. Reed because, Richards. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> the stretchy guy. You like that? Uh, he threw from flat ground today or is going to, I should say. So we'll see how that goes. What other type, I, I was about to say, what other type of ground? But I guess it could be on the mound. Like when I hear that, it's such a stupid thing. Like he threw from flat ground. So it's like, he just could like throw. He could. Mm -hmm. Tell us if he threw for the mound and just say he threw otherwise. I don't know. I mean, that's like a little quirky. It's thing. really concerning. And this investment that the Yankees made in Rodon is even more concerning at this point. And, and I really thought this was smart by them. I was like, Hey, maybe this guy's turned a corner last year was terrific for San Francisco. Like you knew it was never going to be perfect. There's going to be some mistime here and there, but the fact that we're in, you know, the 12th of May and he hasn't thrown a pitch yet. That's disturbing. Yeah. Uh, Luis Severino, less disturbing. Uh, we'll make another rehab start on Tuesday. So if he makes another rehab start Tuesday and he ups the innings to about five, which is the expectation. I think the last one, he had three and change. I would imagine maybe by the weekend you get him back, if not the following week. So Severino's getting close again, if somebody dropped him, or if you're looking for pitching, maybe you can go out there and acquire him, get a little ahead of the game. Liam Hendricks was behind the game yesterday. So good in his first outing, not so good yesterday, allowed four runs, only recorded two outs yesterday in the rehab. But again, I'm, Oftentimes we see these guys in spring training. They look good for a couple outings, then they have a blow up or outing or two, and then they're back on track. It's just part of getting ready, quote unquote. Corey Seager's getting ready. Uh, he had a two run double yesterday in his minor league rehab assignment at Double A Frisco. Uh, Rays manager Kevin Cash said that Tyler Glasnow will make a minor league rehab start also 
on Tuesday. He's still on schedule, mm-hmm. and then he's going to make one more. So just pointing mm-hmm. out to everybody, I actually think he – I thought I saw he was going to pitch today and then pitch next week. But either way, he's going to have two more rehab assignments, and as long as we don't have another incident like we just had, then he's going to come back up to the majors. <laughs> I love the incidents. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about Fanimal. I love live events, but I hate buying tickets. The hidden fees – They suck. It's like paying for a whole other person who's not even there to be there with you at the event. And customer service is terrible and coordinating with friends is a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal. And Fanimal has tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, football, basketball, you name it, and Major League Baseball. And plus, there's no fees. The price you see is actually the price you pay. What a concept. You heard it here first. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get MLB tickets. And we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate going to events with friends. And I always end up fronting a bunch of money and then chasing down the friends to get reimbursed. And if they flake, I'm stuck with the whole bill. But Fanimal's patented group purchase makes it easy to split payments with your friends so nobody's left holding the bag and you don't have to commit until your friends do. So just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want to pay for yourself, and then send the link to your friends. And when you join your group, Everyone gets charged separately and your tickets are secured. So you can stack cash by inviting friends 10 bucks every time someone joins your group. Ka-ching, baby. So Fanimal has amazing customer service too. Don't take my word for it. Check out their hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews. The next time you need tickets, go to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use the promo code FanimalMLB. That's Fanimal. MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Check out Fanimal and experience more. And now back to the action. Here's a really good question from Dylan Love. Uh, would you drop Taj Bradley to stash CES? If um, I had enough pitching, I think I would. Yeah, I, I would. I, I don't know if I talked about this. I don't, I don't know if I talked about it here at all, but like I finally did some of that research. I uh, did it with Eno and DVR on Todd. We talked Bradley. about it yesterday. Yeah, I was speculating yeah. on some mm-hmm. stuff. And sure enough, so what I ended up doing is I went and saw his last start in the majors and I compared it to both of his minor league starts. And they are messing with Taj Bradley. They've clearly have him doing other stuff. Here's what's happening fastball percentage is overtaking the cutter. He threw his cutter more than anything in the majors. Mm-hmm. That's dropped from around 46% down to around 30% in the majors. They've also essentially told him to scrap his curveball. And uh, Eno backed this all up by Stuff Plus numbers saying that the fastball graded higher than the cutter, which is why he's switching there. And the curve was the lowest graded on Stuff Plus. It's a very analytically driven team. So the whole point of this is to say like, He's been having struggles in the in the minors, and everyone's right. wondering why. It's because they have him kind of changing up his repertoire, and I think that is causing a lot of this. And you know, sometimes it doesn't matter the results; they want this change. Plus, they haven't even put him on the five day rotation yet. He's still in a six well, day here, rotation. Here's the silly. wacky thing about that too, which I don't understand. If I know the cutter, they will say that sometimes that puts more stress on the arm. That pitch as well. Sure. That's one of those things. So I can understand if they wanted him to back off of it while they were you know, trying to catch him up to that five-man rotation. This is this is where we started to speculate <clears throat> on it, I think yesterday or the day before. And if, you know, if that's the case and, you know, they're going to bring him back and then let him use the cutter more, that would make sense. But if he's getting crappy results changing the repertoire, why would you want to do that to a – why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that to a kid who's starting to show you that he's ready for the big leagues, comes up, he, he looks great in, in AAA, comes up to the big leagues, smoking everybody, 
and then you're changing things up and next thing you know now the results are bad i don't know i mean this, it, to me, it, it feels weird. it's computer nerd stuff it's the analytics Ugh. said they they need him to be like nerds this, and they want this pitch over here to kind of uh, be a lot like he was throwing his curveball the, uh, <laughs> his curveball was like 13 percent of the time in that last major league start um, i think he's throwing one or two of them in the minors in both uh, starts uh well uh, i believe here i've i've written down in my diary about the um the cutter Oh, they, hey, everybody, um, it's the Rays analytical mm, team. Please talk to uh, us about yes. why um, Taj hello. Bradley's changing his uh, repertoire. Yes. I, I once threw a baseball in um, 1997. It was very exhilarating, but I've decided it was very dangerous. So instead, I'm just going to analyze the rest of them and figure it out. But but he says here that the uh, the cutter um, might be efficient to back off. He threw it 64.2% of the time, and perhaps maybe 57.2% of the time. It'll be a little bit better situation, I think, perhaps. So we'll continue to look into that and continue to study the analytics of all of that. Um, I'm like I'm like carrot top. I've just got props everywhere on this desk at all times. You do, you do. Have pro- I'm always amazed. <laughs> like, where's the crown? Do you have the crown? Yeah, I've got the crown. You've the got crowns the crown. are over here. How do well, you Because every- we don't have that sponsor anymore, so I never wear the crown. But how only do you have when I'm the king of keeping it real now. Within hand, within hands reach. Yeah, you got to have a couple things here around, just because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. All right. Uh, Hopefully we we do know what happens with Tyler Glasgow when things get better. Max Scherzer is not going to start today against the Nationals. Get out of town, Welsh. I mean, I I'm shocked. I can't believe this. I mean, this is just so shocking. This is going in a bad direction fast for the New York Mets. I'm telling you right now. So Tyler McGill is starting today instead. They had to start Peterson, and those guys have not been good. <clears throat> it's been very unfortunate. I know Carrasco is working his way back, but that's not the answer. The Mets are kind of hanging on by a thread here. And I told you before the show, something that I was looking on betting pros this morning, which is after the Max Fried injury, I was putting together the sports grid TV stuff. Cause I do the Sunday baseball show there for two hours on Sunday mornings. And I was looking at some of the lines and look at some of the stuff. And, and it occurred to me, I was like, wow, Max Fried's going to miss two months. So what does that mean here when the Mets are terrible? There's no value on the Braves or like minus 400 to win the division. I know the Phillies just lost a closer, but still, they've got some depth there. They've got guys that can fill that role. The Phillies are 10-1 to 1 to win that division. They're starting to look like a really interesting play, potentially. What do you think of the I Phillies like maybe that. coming on here? Especially with Bryce like Harper that. back so early. How far how far back are they? What does the division record look like right now? Because uh, I, I think will that's a, check on that. Uh, that's right a now, super, super sneaky play. Well, right now, the Phillies are an 18-win team. They are seven games back, um, but they're only... Um, they're they're tied with the Mets basically. They're in like a half game tie because uh, the Mets have played one more game. But again, I, I can't I can't knock the Phillies for what their record is because they played six weeks without Bryce Harper. Yeah. So now that Harper's back already, this kind of changes the calculus for me. The Phillies now Aaron Nola's got a big start today. He's got a continue. To I, that that is what I was key. just waiting to say, yeah. Joe. It's like the Aaron Nola and his curveball not being what it was and him not being himself, that's key. They took Matt Strom off, put him in the bullpen, which makes the bullpen better. Ranger Suarez is going to be coming back soon. What does he look like? So yeah, I think there's a couple key components they need to get going, but they got that offense rolling. Uh, I mean, Bryson Stott's been horrible as of recent. He was one of those guys that was a pickup, but offense is going. If Aaron Nola can get right, maybe this is another one of those teams. He needs to get out there, be a little bit aggressive, get another guy in the rotation. They're totally going to take this and take that comment off the screen by the way oh i didn't even realize it was still there uh it's, it's I, out there very nice see it when i was wearing my glasses that's why that's yeah. what happened there i didn't want <laughs> and uh look it, analytics by the way for the pedos and cracker jack analytics have their place but at a certain point these are people 
and they're athletes. And we start to shake with their confidence of what they do. And here's the thing. So Taj Bradley, we love Taj Bradley. Everything about Taj Bradley is great. He's our yeah. number one pitching prospect. Everything's been fantastic. And then we bring him up and he's great in the major leagues. So why are we tinkering with it? That's the, that's the problem I have. It's like, if you can find somebody that's struggling, that's where the analytics come in to help them do better. But when somebody's already great or doing really well, what are we trying to do? Except maybe change this guy's confidence. And now the guys in his head, they're still people. So the analytics do matter with hundred percent. And the way you play the analytics absolutely do make an impact. But at the end of the day, sometimes, especially with young players, it's a very dangerous game to play because when you knock their confidence down, the next thing you know, you've got a top prospect who's trying to do all these different things now. Meanwhile, he got to be a top prospect because of the way he did things. And I'm not saying you can't improve. Of course you can. Same thing happens in the NFL. There's certain things, you know, when the quarterback comes in the NFL, you know, you want to try to get rid of the ball quicker. You want to work on the footwork. You want to look and understand the reads, understand defenses. You want to try and analytically there's things physically that you can do better. But geez, man, like sometimes I think we we'd overdo it. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes yeah, I think, I, we I think it's it. a blend. I think there's a blend. I think yes. it's tough when they want guys to throw a different type of pitch or, or full on scrap uh, to add. That's not necessarily the case here. Um, I, I think it is it is tough. Uh, with what they're doing, but I think they saw the road ahead and they mm -hmm. saw the pitch mix needed to be adjusted. I mean, Bryce Miller just talked about this, like his numbers, why he struggled in double a was because the team told him just throw strikes, just throw strikes and fastballs right now. And it wasn't allowing him to really kind of generate both of what that sweeper and actually what he labels as a curveball, And, and he was getting beat up. And then, mm -hmm. but then the opposite of that is look at the success he's had at the majors for what they did in double a of just having him really struggle so um it's a it's a fine line between all of it hopefully the Rays have a great track record hopefully it's what works out but coming back to it Taj doesn't look like he's coming up in the next two or three weeks so no he does it's not probably so, yeah, worthwhile so getting a guy like CES. there we go it's the longest answer ever to a short <laughs> we question. came in a, it's full circle trent fleming by the way wants us to do an entire show as the Rays analytics team and jack nicholson so there you go so that mm -hmm. maybe next week we could do that tyler molly won't be doing much of anything for this year and the rest of next year probably most of it tyler molly will have uh tommy john surgery this week so that's very sad uh here's a joe's tough guys we got to get a graphic for joe's tough guys I don't know what that is, but I will accept any really good Photoshop of of what will be appropriate mm. for Joe's tough guys. Maybe how it's about like the, the how about the Girl Scout uh, dressed as uh, <laughs> the well, maybe it was, it's a, like a picture of me as a boxer getting the crap beat out of me or something like that, or you know, it's like Rocky or something something like. Oh, that. you know what I like? I, I, I like that image of uh, Mike Tyson's punch out with the. That's what I Mike was thinking. Tyson, very Mike Tyson's the, punch out, and then yeah, the little guy little at the me. bottom. That would be you. Yeah, and then Photoshop your head me. on the. On That's me. So if somebody sends that to me, we'll make it a graphic for next week's show. Ben Lively secured his first major league win since 2017. That's a long time ago, Welsh. Three scoreless innings of, rel of relief. So good for Ben Lively. Congratulations. You got a W. Three up and three down. Casey Schmidt, who apparently looks more like Mike Schmidt, went four for four with two run homer and three RBI. Uh, he's been on fire. Drew Rasmussen uh, was good against the Yankees. Seven innings for him. No runs. Struck out seven. Josh Lowe in that same game. Five rubies with a dinger. Three down, Aaron Judge, 0 for 4, 3 Ks, Brent Honeywell, two-thirds of an inning, three earned runs, and Kodai Senga, five innings pitched, five earned runs, eight hits. Welsh did have seven Ks. Did have seven Ks. I just want to point that out. Did well, hit, I hit that, my prop yesterday. Hit I mean, Lance Lynn has like 22 strikeouts in his last three games. We want to talk about how good Lance Lynn is. I mean, yeah. Just I'm saying got strikeouts. That's all that matters. But Let's pick some prizes. Go to prizepicks.com or download the app. And use that promo code leading off when you do. You get 100% deposit match up to $100. Welsh, 
what do you want to do with the prize picking today? All right. Well, we don't have a prize pick that's going to push up against uh, all the chaos of games starting or anything like that. Even though hilariously yesterday I was like, ah, let's replace Spencer Steer with Fernando Tatis Jr.'s total base or score, whatever. He hits a homer, got my homer call there, but didn't matter because Mike Clevenger crapped all over the rest of it. So today <laughs> we will go. We go a little bit easier. Uh, I'm going to go on the opposite. Aaron Judge going to turn that back around against a total who for the Rays today. Uh, fantasy score eight and a half. Jordan Alvarez fantasy score eight and a half. And I'm going to do the hater thing. James Paxton is returning. His strikeout numbers at five. I will take the under. I'm not feeling James Paxton. Similar to how I wasn't feeling Kyle Wright. How far will the uh, pitches go? How successful? How many walks is he going to have? He is a strikeout pitcher, so it's possible he could blow past this. But first start back, I'm going to go with the under on strikeouts for James Paxton. That's can my people Can people in the live, when they watch it back, can they see all the comments of yes. people watching? They yes, can. they can. Okay, I, can. I have that right, selected, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Cause that, cause, because even today, some really good comments, really funny stuff in there. For me, it's Drew Smiley, four and a half over on the pitcher strikeouts going against the Twinkies. Martin Perez against the Oakland A's. Nobody strikes out more than them. I know Martin Perez is exactly Shohei Otani. That's okay. Yeah. Four and a half is a tiny number. You just got to get to five. Okay. Uh, Mike Trout, seven and a half hitter fantasy score against Cleveland and their young pitching. I'm going to go take that little number as well. When it comes to betting today, here's my parlay of the day. Yuri Perez, four and a half. I would bet that separately anyway. I'd bet all three of these separately anyway, just in case. And then you then you push, you make your money back. So if you put a unit on each of these things individually and then a unit on them as a trio, you're going to get five to one odds on it. So Yuri Perez, four and a half over. Drew Smiley, four and a half Ks over. Martin Perez, four and a half Ks over. Bet them individually, right? But if you go ahead and even throw one unit on them as a parlay, you're getting five to one. So there you go. So you're still going to... If you get two out of three, it's a push for a day, and you're good. Mike Trout over on the half RBIs. You're getting plus 170 on that number. That's a huge number. Uh, Yuri Perez we talked about. Again, the four and a half, you're getting minus 109. Corbin Burns, six and a half strikeouts. I struggled with this one, but I'm going to lean the I feel over. like you pick him every single start you have picked Corbin Burns. I'm He's waiting. I'm waiting for it to turn around. And then Drew Smiley, too. The other one, too, is we have an eight and a half today, which is Spencer Strider against yep. Toronto. And I desperately want to go the under, but I'm just leaving it alone. I'm just leaving it alone. Welsh, what are you looking for today when it comes to the betting market? Yeah, I wouldn't touch that either. Uh, of the, uh, By the way, in your parlay, I like the Drew Smiley and I like Yuri Perez. Those are two. I don't love Martin Perez. Uh, Yuri Perez is one of mine. It's minus 130. Uh, one thing when talking about him earlier, over his last two starts, this is obviously um, in the minors, but 20 strikeouts in his last two starts. So Yuri Perez is a big strikeout pitcher. He's got a great relationship with Sandy Alcantara, who broke the news to him. Big changeup, big fastball slider, uh, red strikeout a whole bunch. This is a pretty easy number. It's juiced up at like one. 30, but I'm playing it. I'm going to play it as a solo and would love to pair it, like you said, with stuff. My other two bets, uh, playing some of my first five team total runs. So this is uh, teams to score this many runs through the first five innings. My two favorites today, Houston through the first uh, five, scoring two and a half. This is up against Michael Kopech. All but two starts this year, he has given up far more than three mm -hmm. runs in the first five. And yep. I'm going to go mm -hmm. with uh, St. Louis. Is that right? Do I St. Louis uh, first five team total run two and a half. Mm -hmm. I have to go back through that, but those are my, uh, I'm trying to remember why. <laughs> Is I that right? That I don't know. So here's our parlay. Oh, it's James Paxton. That's why. That's oh, why yeah, I did it. Yes, I'm going yes. up against James yes. Paxton. Team total two and a half. That, that was my logic. Thank you. In Bye -bye. that game. Uh, today's parlay of the day from the collective leading off team. Uh, I took Drew Smiley in the four and a half Ks over minus 118. Mike Mayer, Mariners money line minus 120. 
Kelly Kirby, uh, our friend, the wonky penguin, uh, took the Braves minus one and a half at plus 105 and the Welsh uh, Braves on the money line minus 160 first five again the first five but so you put all those things together you get plus 1028 so 10 to 1 on that if you play those four things together uh, another thing you should play which is really fun and super awesome is so rare head over right now to fantasypros.com slash collect sign up for free i did this week it's super fun it's really cool you get to make your lineup you get to bid on your players and again it's a combination of it's like baseball cards, the digital versions, and you're playing fantasy. You can enter it in contests and win other packs and other players. It's super cool. I know Razor's in there playing too, so if you haven't already, check it out this weekend. If you got some time, fantasypros.com slash collect MLB. So rare, the next era is yours. Not mine, not Welsh's. It's yours. Uh, let's continue on with the DFS today. Remember yesterday when I told you best Nate Eovaldi lineup wins? Well, hopefully you won. Uh, Garrett Cole, 11.3K, Spencer Strider, 11.5. I don't love the Strider as much today uh, as I do because of the, the price. Toronto. Of is a little high. And it's and also Toronto. Tor- like Toronto's and it's on the road. It's a lot of issues there. Uh, Sonny Gray at 10.8, I do like, and Drew Smiley at 9.82. Typically, I stay away from the games where it's two pitchers going against each other because of the four outcomes, but I think either way, you're looking at an under in that game. Stacks today, St. Louis, as Welsh was touching on against Paxson, Houston, Philly, Texas, who's been great value, Mr. Mid himself, Alex Bregman at 2.8. Miguel Vargas has really picked things up in the last month, 2.8. And Nolan Arenado is just 2.8 today, Welsh, if you can believe it. Then it comes, of course, to the time we all love, the home run board. Obviously, we are getting to a point here oh, where Joey. I'm getting ha- close. Ha- you're getting, I'm getting close. close. I'm at nine. For so it's the same piece. as yesterday. Primetime still at the top. Uh, obviously, Razor starting to get closer and closer there, but uh, still... Still very close here. We got a lot of people at 13 BHB, Zerdo, Blue Harvester, all at the 13 as well. We've got a bunch of people at 12. Are you in double digits yet, Welsh? Is that what's No, happening? I'm at nine. So I got my oh. Tatis. He uh, led off Homer. That was my ninth Homer call. So I'm looking for a big weekend to get into the double digits because I want to get on that. I don't think I've ever been on that board uh, since doing it. I've been doing this since last year, but I've never been on that board at any time. So I'm ready to do it this time. Soon, who? very soon. Aaron Judge. We're going to go with Aaron Judge. Okay. I was tempted on a few other players, but Aaron Judge is what I'm settling on because there's also a weekend call. So going with Aaron Judge through mm-hmm. the weekend, he has not quite been right. Kind of wanted to go with Paul yeah. Goldschmidt today going against Paxson, but I'm going to take one. a weekend judge run for myself and hopefully can pick up. Uh, and I'm trying to get to 11. 11 is like a magic <sighs> number because I think I can rock it next week. Joe, are you going to get Pat? What do you have? Four? Five? Five. I think I'm at five. Uh, Jordan no. Alvarez for the weekend. There Let's we go. go. That's where we're going here. By the way, it looks like uh, Cousin Donnie's going to a baseball game. He needs some merch Whoa. for the game. We got to get him a hat or something. I don't know if it'll get to him before the game. But uh, but look at that. Cousin Donnie going to a baseball game. So that's going to be fun. That, we'll see how he lasts there. Uh, it's been a really fun weekend of shows. And also, uh, happy Mother's Day out there to everybody, uh, especially the moms who watch the show, because we know we have a f- lot of female listeners and watchers of the program, too. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. Do something nice for your mom or do something nice for the other ladies in the life that you know uh, are moms as well. So uh, enjoy the Mother's Day. Get some flowers, get some fresh air and uh, enjoy the baseball as well. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for the Welsh. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Enjoy the weekend. Bye bye.